Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. In today's podcast, we want to talk to you about training boys to be men, uh, training them to work hard and be ready for adulthood. And before we get rolling here, I would just say uh, we have a lot of boys and I don't feel like we have this down yet. No, but it's okay because we have nine, but only four of them are adults. <laughs> we get to practice on five more. So we're not done yet. It's not, all is not lost. Is what saying. All is not lost. Yeah, no, it's not all that bad, really. <laughs> um, but you do feel like, wow, uh, thought I'd be doing this better by now. Yeah, you do. But then, you know, it's you don't want to compare. But at the same time, when you hear about or see... Some of the young men in our culture, in our Christian culture, in our Christian <clears throat> Reformed culture, in our Christian Reformed homeschooling culture, yeah. you look at them and think, okay, we're doing something right. <laughs> because yeah. there is a lot of, there is just a lot of young men who are young, not men. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys who can shave, I think. Yeah, Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll said. Yeah, they're aimless or they are... Sometimes uh, they're not aimless. They're just sort of... uh, Like their aim just constantly changes. What would you call that? Changeable, constant... Fickle. Yeah. Today they want to be an astronaut and tomorrow Mm -hmm. they want to be a baseball player. And that's appropriate when you're six. But when you're 18... Or even when you're 12 or 13 and 14. But that, ideally at that point, that's starting to go away hope so. Not that they would have, you know, their future mapped out. Some kids no. do that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are a few. And and there are people who go into particular professions that you need to kind of have a, a very direct... Sure. You know, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to spend eight to tw- ten years in school, and then I'm going to yeah. do this, and I'm not going to change my mind <clears throat> halfway through. Yeah. But at the same time, there is just a level of, these are my next three steps. Mm-hmm. And unless God closes the door, I'm going to walk through them. Yeah. Not, I took a step and looked around and said, oh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think have build, building a strong uh, biblical worldview on work yeah. and taking dominion yes. and uh, providing opportunities for your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Providing opportunities for your kids. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, believe me, I have stressed more than once about the fact that we have nine sons and we live in a kind of depressed area and we have large families. So I'm saying nine sons who need to be able to provide for a large family in a depressed area. That's not an easy thing no, to accomplish. And now, I, thankfully, it's not all up to me. <laughs> the Lord works these things out. And so I don't feel, uh, you know, that cosmological power and pressure, I just feel, okay, uh, we've got our work cut out for us and we need to be on it. 
But we have read, I mean, there are a lot of statistics about how our generation of children <clears throat> is the first generation that won't end with more than their parents did. Oh, for a long time in, yeah, in for, our for, history. For like five generations. Yeah. You know, every generation has gotten wealthier, has gotten, you know, like when they retire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have more to retire on, more, yeah. more financial freedom. Yeah. And our kids are the first generation that won't hmm. just because of, of the price of living, the cost of living, uh, the, what jobs are paying, all of that. Now, I don't think that was a skewed study. I think that, <laughs> I don't think that was a, you know, so we should raise the minimum wage or something study. But, yeah. <laughs> but the point is our, our children will face economic hardship that we may not have faced or will face it for longer. And that's compounded by the fact that we had chosen a different way of living. So sure. they're not going to, I mean, they, <clears throat> our two married sons already have their quote, two boy and girl, two children. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think either one of them think, yeah. oh, that's all God's going to yeah. give us. And we're and, primarily one income families. Right. Uh, which is another choice. Right. Which yeah, I've so. been, I've been told by Google that you can't actually survive on one income. Yeah. Sure. So I'm not really sure how we've lived all these years without it. But, yeah. Yeah. but, but the point is, and, and the truth is with all of that, if you don't teach those boys to work hard, they aren't going to survive in this economic environment. Yeah. One, one, one thing we definitely have going for us is if you, you do teach your kids to work hard uh, and to enjoy it, they're going to stand out. They're That's going true. to stand above, head and shoulders above everybody else out in the workplace. They're going to be wanted in positions. Uh, they're going to be leaders because they're going to rise to the top wherever they are because they work hard, because they have a good attitude, because they're the ones who are willing to go extra, mm-hmm. the extra mile to stay longer, to do more. Or just make sure the job gets done properly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was at a job site today. Uh, checking up on the Murphy brothers who were working in the home of someone we don't know, who never met till this job. Uh, and it's in a country club, so it's a little, uh, you know. Hoity toity. Hoity toity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but we, we know what that means. Um, and she just couldn't say enough good about them having them in her home. And she said, we have a lot more projects lined up for them. She said, you guys have job security. Sometimes I wonder though, it's not because their, their hair is trimmed and they don't have tattoos all over them and they don't chain smoke cigarettes and they don't cuss like sailors. She said said they're working quickly. (laughs) It looks really great. And they're really pleasant to be around. That's true. Those are the things she mentioned. That's true. She said, they just seem like they're having a great time. Well, they, I think they do. Yeah. I think one of the best things you've done for our older boys is to either work in construction or have this construction company. Um, when Rich and Luke were younger, you did construction mm-hmm. and took them along with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was your primary job. Yeah. And then, you know, I was a full-time pastor. You do side work. You sort of oversee the Murphy brothers construction mm-hmm. and they do lawn and landscape and they do just about construction work, yeah. anything to do with a house yeah. and in yard they'll do. Yeah. And I, I attribute all of that to my father dragging me out of bed on Saturday mornings when I would have slept another two or three hours and taking me out to projects uh, around our house. Okay. I have to just interrupt here. 
our kids have no idea what that means. We never sleep in on Saturdays. No. I mean, we don't get up early. No. We don't get up at six. Yeah. But, but I went to they school, have so never, I was up I know, every day at seven. They have never had... Well, they are too. Well, sometimes. Well, not the younger ones. Yeah. But the older ones are. But they have never had a life or an expectation that on Saturday you sleep till 10. Oh, yeah. I agree. Now, they don't have late night sports and uh-huh. and that sort of thing. But, but just when you said that, I thought, wait a minute. <clears throat> we don't even do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big things that has helped our boys, too, is that their work is not made up work. It's genuine, necessary work. For example, until this lovely, warm weather, it has been freezing here. Yeah, like around zero. Yes, which we just don't get that very often. Well, we heat 100% with our wood stoves. And so we needed wood. And it had to be hauled. It had to be, you know, chopped and split and brought in and hit it had to be brought in on a regular basis. And here's Josiah, who's eight years old, going out and having to get another arm load and another arm load and another arm load. And mm-hmm. frankly, if he hadn't, we would have all been freezing in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cold enough as it was, even with both the stoves going. If you let those stoves die down, I mean, literally, we would be huddling under the covers with mm-hmm. <laughs> with a little space heater on in my bedroom. So that work is necessary. Just like we make them do kitchen cleanup and they have to do it well and get it right. Or we're all going to die of, you know, salmonella or something. (laughs) But, you know, I don't give them a token, take out the trash job. I say, there's the breakfast dishes. And, you know, we've had fried eggs and sausage and there's some dishes from last night in there and, Everything has to be clean sure. by the so, end of So, really, everybody contributes to everything in life. Um, but it's also necessary work. Yes. I don't have them feed the gerbil. Yeah, it's not work for the sake of work. Right. Yeah. Or or, or simple jobs. I think, I think one of the keys is getting out there and doing it with them. Yes. Uh, so they can see you enjoy it. You can, you can lead that charge of having fun while you're working. Maybe that's why they don't like kitchen cleanup very much. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> my least favorite job. <laughs> probably. They do stand there alone a lot of the time. <laughs> well, it's just my least favorite job, too. So when I'm with them, I'm just less get it done. Yeah, but I think when we work with our kids, they learn better from us, and they they, they catch more than how to do the job. Yes. Uh, they get the spirit that you do it in. And and a little spirit of comfort. quality. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This the the quality that you do it in. Yeah. But you were saying. Well, I think the spirit of competition also helps too. Mm-hmm. When they were building Granny and Grandpa's house, um, there was definitely some competition going on there. Yeah. You know whether it's who can do this fastest or who does it more yeah. straight or who yeah. does it, you know. Yeah. And and if you do a sloppy job, boy, did the older boys have a <clears> fun time <throat> picking on you, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so that was a that was a good it just bumps their excellence up. Yeah, and we push this all pretty early. And it, yes. and, and because it's 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 not a a um a tiresome boring thing and it's actually constructive. Yeah. Uh there's a lot to show for it in the end and it makes it appealing to the younger brothers to want to one day be able to do that so the yes. The 14-year-old, the 12-year-old are all wanting in. Yeah. They want to know when they can do that. 
When can they be up on the roof putting up the shingles or putting up the plywood or that's kind of fun too. Whatever it may be. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's it's kinda fun in a really hard work sort of way. Yeah, or getting on when can I drive the piece of equipment that digs the forty foot long ditch? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just awesome stuff. That's a lot of fun. But we start them with the household chores a lot younger than a lot of people do too. Really? And yeah, definitely. We expect more out of our younger ones. And we've Adjusted over the years, we've kind of let some guys slide and then realized, wait a minute. Yeah, our rule, my rule, but I think the rule we generally go by is you have a job you need done. Who's the youngest person in the house that can do this? Right. Without it, without making a mess. Right. Without it being more work than it's really. Yeah. More than they can really Because the tendency is to give it to the oldest one because that's the easiest. It's going to be done the best. Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah. But, I but, start yeah. going, Lizzie? And then I go, I don't need to call Lizzie. No. Maggie. Maggie. You yeah. come here and do this. You can do this. Yes. And they can do a lot more than we think they can, especially with a lot of, you know, I'm in the stage of nursing a lot. And so I'm sitting on the sofa and I'm saying, okay, now do this. Okay, now do this. Okay, now do this. Uh-huh. Come here, bring it to me. Let me look at it. Yep, that's right. Okay, I've got to do this. And that calls the younger ones up. It, it brings does. them in. It makes them a part of the household economy. Yeah. Um, our kids naturally enjoy doing work together. They like making things look good and making them nice. That's uh, not, I mean, every, also, every once in a while, it's, it's a struggle. I mean, yeah. we're all, all human. But for the most part. That goes really well. I think if you can give them the end goal like that, that helps a lot. For example, cleaning up the house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much easier when someone's coming over. Or it's so much easier when you're decorating for Christmas. Yeah. When you say, okay, we need to get these things done so that we can pull out the Christmas lights. Y- you know, they're, that all or, gets done a lot faster. Or for this party we're having tomorrow night. Right. With these 20 people coming over. Right. That's, oh man. You think, That's motivation. Yeah. They're, they're just all yeah. over, all over that. But. What about, what about making boys ready? Um, that's kind of connected to this. It's, it's, uh, well, it's, there, there's definitely more to the being ready than just being able to work hard. Yes. But that's a really big part. It is because ultimately we believe that if they know how to work hard, whatever God calls them to do, they will be able to do it mm-hmm. if they know how to work hard and stick to it when the going gets rough. And, you know, I don't believe God's going to call um, our son to something that he can't do. Mm-hmm. And yet a lot of people fail, not because they can't with study and work and effort do things, but because they simply won't work hard enough to get it. And history is full of examples of people who worked really hard to, to do Things that people didn't even think they should have been able to do. Mm-hmm. So I go on that principle that hard work is there at the foundation. But at the same time, there, uh, there's, you know, readiness is kind of a, you know, what's readiness? Sure, that's subjective. Right. And some young men, I remember seeing men in our, young men in our church and thinking, oh, they're ready. And then they crashed and burned and you realized, oh, they weren't ready. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought they were ready. They weren't ready. Um, but... Responsibility, that's probably the number one thing when they learn to take responsibility for everything they do. Sure, it's a sign of their character, which would be a really right important thing that would Absolutely. mark readiness. And of course we've talked about different things like being able to support a family and, and mm-hmm. different different things that that might indicate to different families when a when a guy's ready. Mm-hmm. We have learned that different guys with different personalities sometimes take a little longer mm-hmm. and that's okay uh, as long as we're all on the same page Yeah, 
And so three of our four older guys were done with all of their academic work, 16, early 17. One of them's taking a little longer, Mm -hmm. although he's kind of going the circuitous route because he works full time. Mm -hmm. And so he started working full time before all that was done. And so he still has a little bit to do. Um, And he'll be 19 probably when it's all done. Right. Yeah. But he will have also... He'll be more thoroughly prepared. Yeah, he will have made a whole lot of money in the meantime. Yeah, and he also uh, has done more study when you add it all up Mm -hmm. um, than than his other brothers. Uh, Just just that we just had to do things differently with him. Huh, go figure. A kid that you need to do things differently with. However, we've never... Not we've never given him. Well, we've never made the standard lower. We've never said, "Oh well, this is the way God made you." Okay, no, no, this is what God expects of men, mm-hmm. and it may take us longer to reach there, and we may go a different route, but there is a standard that we all, you know, that a man who's going to get married and support a family needs to reach. And if he doesn't hit that standard, his wife's going to be pretty miserable the rest of her life. <laughs> mm, yeah. And so, you know, we still work toward we still work toward that, even though there's big differences. Mm-hmm. And my my siblings and I have laughed many many years. My dad's been dead about twenty years, and he had this famous line that he shared with us when we were caught up in the middle of hard work with him, and he just pulled this out all the time. We learned to hate this line. But now, as a parent, you love it, because you get to use it on your kids, right? <laughs> my dad used to say. Yeah. Yeah. And and I can see it in my kids already. They're going to use it on their kids. Oh, yeah. And that is, he would say to me, Stephen, if it were easy, anybody could do it. <laughs> that is a really hard one, because that means you have to persevere through hardship. Yeah. And, and it's telling me, hey, my dad thinks... Oh, not this can't just be done by anybody. You can do this. Yes, which is true. Yeah, which and, is true. And that's while I did not appreciate it <laughs> in for all the wealth that's buried in there. <laughs> Somehow, that's just a perverse way of saying you are special. It's, yeah, well, <laughs> it stuck with me, and uh, my my guys have enjoyed it. Our guys have. Hi, this is Eric from Highlands. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast from Kara and Steve Murphy as much as I have. The Murphys have long written for our magazine, Every Thought Captive, and I'm thrilled that we're getting to hear even more from them as they seek to apply scripture to their everyday lives. The Murphys are just a part of the community of believers that make up the teaching in Highlands. We are adding new voices all the time as we seek to learn from each other about what God would have us to be and how he would have us to live. You can find this podcast and all our other resources on our website at highlandsministriesonline.org. I value your feedback. You are who we are here for. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, please don't hesitate to email me at info at highlandsministriesonline.org. 